Hi and welcome to the Honest Modern Dating Podcast. Um, in this one we're doing something completely different. I'm not recording in my studio and we have a special guest. And uh, you can say hi, special guest. Hi. We're not going to say who she is just yet, but if you listen to the last one, uh, you would know. Um, before we get into it, uh, I do want to just do some shameless self-promotion. If you have not noticed, or if you are not aware, and you do have a dollar, we do have the seven-day self-love course that is still on a pre-order that is going to be available until this Wednesday, Melbourne time. So if you're in somewhere else, it might be your Tuesday. So like, and today we're recording it, it is Saturday and it will be released on Saturday. So it's released today, by the way. Um, and um, yeah, like go to seven day self love course to get that because we're talking about confidence. We're talking about power. We're talking about uh, just more getting involved with who you are. What I find it's people's relationships with themselves, which is the most important relationship to have. So we dive deep into that and bring out more parts of you through that. And it's just seven days. Normally it's going to be $7 because I want this course to be available for everyone. Uh, and in this that's why I'm like, it's a dollar because it forces me to get off my ass now that a whole bunch of people have pre-ordered it because I've been putting this off and and we're just putting some final, final touches on the course. So anyway, to introduce, this is the wonderful and amazing Tresna Lee, who uh, I met when she was organizing uh, an event with a company called Miss Fox uh, in Melbourne. And we did, we did a couple events actually. And when I first met Tresna, what I really liked about her was her, uh, her story about how she met her current partner, fiance, husband, like all in one thing. Uh, she wears this amazing gold plated, uh, what do you call it? Der uh, corn chip as her uh, engagement ring. And well, what she said was, well, how she met her partner was, and this is probably going to be a little bit, Controversial. You have to excuse... I, I do crazy voices in this podcast because I fucking love it. Anyway, so... What she said was... Was that she kind of started to treat her dating life like a sport. Yeah. Now, most people would think that that's pretty ridiculous and pretty... Uh, like, I'm going to throw this out there because I'm use words like some people would say not like inhumane, dehumanizing. I'm like, I'm fucking being devil's advocate, but I think it's fucking amazing. So why was that a thing that you did? And what was the results? And what did it allow you to do? Because that's the thing. It's allowing ourselves to do things like, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, I, I found myself at the age of 21. I was married. I had a mortgage. I had a corporate job. And I found myself married to someone who I met when I was 17 and a half, loved him dearly, but was going through the motions of marriage and life based on the model that was set forth for me growing mm. up and had a really great, you know, life, um, but found sort of in my late twenties was sort of, I, I guess, a little bit dissatisfied. I ended up leaving my corporate job. We sold our house. We were going to go on this grand adventure together. Um, and I found myself as a 29 year old sort of going, oh, I still don't really feel like I'm, there's something not quite right here. Mm. And I think it's probably more the fact that I did everything in my 20, my twenties that you normally do in your thirties. Mm. And I didn't have that experience in my twenties of just exploring the world and myself, um, dating a lot of people and, um, long story short, my husband and I separated. We've been together 12 years. We're still really great dear friends. 
um, and I'm very thankful for everything that I learned in that time. But I found myself as like a 29 year old woman. I was single for the first time since I'd been like 17. I'd never dated really, because dating when you're 16, 17 doesn't count. <laughs> I had managed to leave a, a really successful corporate career, you know, had been earning six figures and it was really, you know, set for life, but had chosen mm. to leave that, had no debts um, and had, you know, money in the bank and was like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And explored this world of what are all the things that I'd love to do if money were not an option? Mm. What would I like to do in terms of career? You know, I went and became a really cool waitress for a while because I love, love that. I love food and hospitality and I just wanted to go and see what that was about. So I yeah. about wine service and coffee, specialty coffee and all of these things which I was very passionate about. I was taking roles and jobs based mm. on what would excite me um, mm -hmm. because I'd set myself up to be able to like have a little financial freedom for a couple of years to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I noticed was within maybe three or four months of being single, found myself in what was essentially a monogamous relationship again with someone who treated me on reflection quite poorly. Mm. But I went straight back to the model of, oh, I meant to like be completely like just with this person and I'm meant to work hard to make it work and even though they treat me mm. really poorly and they're, they're like messing with my mind, um, mm. I have to make this work. And so 10 months later, I was like, this is bullshit. Why am I hanging out with this idiot who's just a, a jerk essentially? Yeah. Forget this. Found myself, no joke, within two weeks or a week or so in another relationship with someone who was like, at the time I thought the love of my life and like, oh my God, I mm. felt like the 20 year old, you know, that, yeah, we've that, all been there. That we were like, oh my God, this is what love feels like. You know, yeah. like, this is amazing. And he was talking about marriage and all this stuff very early on and like was very chivalrous and, and realized afterwards that that was a bit of a, um, a mask that this particular person wore to kind of mm. make you feel great yeah. about yourself. But 12 months later, that relationship dissolved mm. and I was heartbroken and I had the heartbreak that you would normally have from your first true love. Mm. You know, like... I lost like heaps of weight and I couldn't eat. Oh, really? Like, working, working myself to the bone because I was just trying to distract myself with work. Um, but it was like, you know, hysterical crying and oh my God, oh, how am I going to survive? But then the logical part of me, I'm a very pragmatic person mm. and I approach most things in my life with systems and organization and, yeah. you know, all of these plans. The logical part of me is going, this is bullshit. I can't function like this. Like, mm. this doesn't make sense. My emotional self is getting all worked up about this and feels like it's the worst thing in the world. But my mind is telling me, this too shall pass. You'll be fine. Like, mm. what are you going to learn from this? Mm. Um, spent some time with a psychologist because I said, look, I, I need to be able to function. I've got a very high, you know, a, a role, a job at the time, which was in, quite in the public eye. I had mm -hmm. to host large groups of gatherings and, you know, go on radio and be you know be on and i couldn't afford to look like a sniveling wreck mm. um but that reflection that i was able to take with someone who could help me through that process was really powerful mm. but it also more than anything i was what 31 at the time mm -hmm. at that point and i said to myself hey i've spent 31 years believing that love and relationships has to have a certain construct based on everything that was set out to me mm -hmm. in my childhood. You mm -hmm. know, I've come from 
a really beautiful, loving family. My mum and dad are still super in love. It just makes my brother and I like gag, but secretly we love it that they're mm. so in love. All of our family members, no one had ever been divorced. Like it was, you know, when I got divorced, it was in some ways controversial. I, I didn't give a shit. Like mm. I was just like, that's what I'm going to do. But it, it was funny because my brother seeing me go through a divorce was then in a position to get divorced also. Yeah, it's you, like, well, you, you didn't get in trouble, so I can do it too. You allowed that to happen. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, oh, the world didn't end for our family. It's like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm going to, I've always been very Isn't that interesting, like, how we have these preconceived ideas and someone does it and then yeah, it allows like, other hey, people to do it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like death. Otherwise, it's yeah, like, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Family will end. I'll be homeless. Yeah. You don't know. It's like, oh, you're alive. It's, it's not like, so bad. Yeah. Um, mm. So I just said to myself, well, this, this doesn't make sense. Like if I've spent 31 years believing relationships are one thing. Yeah. But other people's experience of relationships is something very different. If you come from a broken family or you've grown up and you've been adopted or yeah. like your experience of relationships and love is very, very different. And then you go about your relationships in life yeah. in a different way. So I said to myself, well, if I've spent 31 years living it one way and believing that this is what love is, mm. why don't I take, you know, have an experiment? Mm. I love experiments because then there's like, there's no pressure to like, you know, you can, it's not like a, a really strict set of rules. It's just more of a, I'm just going to experiment with like uh, yeah, getting up a bit earlier or yeah. experiment with not drinking wine during the week or whatever it is. So my mm. experiment was, why don't I spend a year trying to believe that love is something different? Or exploring what love means to other people. Mm -hmm. What does a relate? What could a relationship look like if I just approached it differently? Mm -hmm. And I truly believe if I'm going to find someone, you know, I wasn't hell bent on like, oh, I need to find someone to marry and have kids with. I was never sort of. I was very independent, but I like being in a relationship and having the support of, you know, you having a partnership with someone. I really yeah. enjoy that, but it wasn't a necessity. But I was also thinking, that's probably what I'd like yeah. to do. So why don't I experiment for a year? And why don't I date a heap of people? Yeah. Um, not necessarily like relationships, but why don't I go on lots of dates and put myself in scenarios where we're sitting across from one another having a coffee or mm. we're you know, out doing an activity or whatever it is and learn as much as I can about other people so I can learn about myself in that process yeah. and start to reframe what is love and relationships mm. for me and what is it that I need to be successful mm -hmm. in a relationship. That's exactly how I became a dating coach. That really? was my. It was a breakup yeah. maybe five years ago and I was like, it, I called it a roadmap. I was like, I had my one roadmap and I was forcing her to it and it just did not work and I'm just going to discover as many other roadmaps. But I came from it from a very unhealthy way. That's why yeah. I'm so adamant about people dealing with their emotions first because yeah. the way I did it was not good. That's why I love your story is because you came from a very healthy way. Yeah, and it was funny because a lot of friends who I said to them, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm my, I set some rules for myself. I said, look, mm. it's an experiment. I'm going to treat dating like sport in the same way that it's like, oh, I'm gonna be training to be, you know, in the. AFL Women's League, I'm going to go to practice every you know few times a week and I'm going to do certain things so I'm fit and healthy mm. for this sport. Um, but yeah. like sport, there's rules. Yeah. Right? There's rules and boundaries so you know that you're playing the game properly. Yeah. 
And those rules were my own rules, but they were basically... Exactly, your own rules. They were my rules based on my comfort levels around what Mm -hmm. would I feel okay with. I know this is going to be challenging at times. I know I'm going to meet some people and go straight into this mode of, oh my God, it's the next big thing. Your body is wired for all these chemicals to come out Mm. when you feel love. Mm. But it might not actually be love. It's just this chemical reaction but your body's tricking you into believing like, oh my God, you need to spend every moment with this person. You have to think about them all the time. Quick, make babies. Um, Like that is what you're programmed to do. But knowing that that's happening and understanding that that is a chemical process that's Mm. happening in the same way, you know, you look at a piece of chocolate cake and your brain's like, I have to have the chocolate cake. Mm. It's like, actually, you don't. You can choose not to have it. And being aware of the fact that you are in that, uh, how do I say, like that mode of thinking gives you that choice. Absolutely. And so it's like, I can choose to go out and have a really awesome date with someone and totally want to go home and spend the night with them or see them tomorrow or message them the next day, but I'm not going to. So mm. I had these rules for this sport. Yeah, and what I love is it's your rules. They're my rules. This so- is, I just want a quick rant because everyone else, I remember this person saying, so like, isn't it like that you shouldn't wait? It's like when you meet the person, the date has to be in three days. I'm like, who says that? Yeah. You know, it's like everyone's got these other rules for what other people said, but these are your rules. This is what I really want people to hear. It's yeah. You defined your experience. Yeah, and they were my rules based on my experience knowing that, hey, when I meet someone, I generally get a bit obsessed and I go down this, mm. this mm-hmm. path of, oh my God, they're the next big thing. Yeah. But that's how I found myself going from a 12-year relationship to a 10-month relationship to a one-year relationship. And I was like, I can't just keep doing that forever. Yeah. Like, that's that's not the way to do it mm-hmm. when I get into a serious long term relationship with someone I want to be making that decision based on some really smart sort of processes and some logical um, understanding of what I need in a relationship my own stupid um, you know quirks and that that they would work well with that person mm. so my rules were at the time um, you can't see the same person more than like like you can't see them two nights in a row Mm. so if you like them and you're going to go out on several dates with them there has to at least be a night in between so what did that achieve for you like why was that a rule part of that was was like that attachment thing where i was i would i know that i could go down spiral into this path of oh i'm just going to be obsessed with this person i just want to hang out with them all the time yeah um part of it was also like really protecting myself in the process which is Yes, I'm going to go on this um, this journey of going on lots of dates with lots of people and learning about them, but I also don't want to lose myself in that process. Okay. I have yep. a job that requires me to be social. I have lots of fun girlfriends I want to hang out with. I still want to exercise. I still want to see my family. I don't... It's not all about the dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the other one was... Um, I'm not to get into a longer term relationship for at least one year. Yeah. So I needed the year of this experiment. And that was the idea was like, yeah. it's going to be a year. Um, and the other thing was to just be really take the time after a date to really reflect on it mm. and say, oh, I really liked this about this person. Why is that? Or mm. that kind of thing made my, you know, my radars go off. Yeah. Or when they said yeah. something like, you know, they made a really disparaging remark about their mm-hmm, mother. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
that sort of pattern would come up in a few dates where they would say something about their mother or their sister or a woman in their life mm. that they were close to. They would say something quite horrible about them and my instinct was like, oh, I don't like yeah. that. But it also taught me that it's really important to me that they have a really good relationship with the women in their life. Because yeah. if they treat them like shit, how are they going to treat exactly, me? Exactly, yeah. And that is what I had experienced in Beautiful. prior ex- like relationships. So I just started to notice these little red flags and then start to analyze them a little bit and say, well, this is starting to form my new rules for the next relationship. Like the relationship, what are the things that matter to me? But it took like going on probably 30 dates for me to start to see patterns in the way people behave that just weren't okay for me. Yeah. And what are the non-negotiables and what are the things that piss me off a little bit but I can deal with or Mm. what are the things that really attract me and why is that now tell me about and tell everyone here about my favourite thing was your Tuesday night boyfriend oh Tuesday night boyfriend I don't know how I came up with this but Um, this is gold and I feel like yeah just you talk because this is great yeah I feel like um, so I so this experience of dating lots and lots of people, I had a few girlfriends at the time um, sort of like turn their nose up at that and go, oh, that's so like, don't you think that's a bit slutty? Or, you know, like they were really, um, I guess, offended that I might actually go on lots of dates. And I, and I sort of said, you know, hey, yeah. that's mean I'm sleeping with all these yeah. guys. Like sometimes it's literally a coffee for 45 minutes. Mm. We say nice to meet you, see you later, and you never see them again. Yeah, and, and and that process made me very confident with going on dates and just being myself and it not being the end of the world if we didn't click. Yeah. So now and again, you'd meet someone, you're like, hey, they're really fun, had an awesome time. Um, wouldn't mind just going out with them every now and again. It's not going to go anywhere, mm. but wouldn't mind just going out with them every now and again. Mm. Um. And therefore, it fills this need of like, sometimes you just want a boyfriend experience. So it's like, I want yeah. to go to the movies or I want to go to the beach and just hang out with someone, have a really great day, yeah. maybe spend the night together, but then just sort of go home and like, like I'll see you in a week. Like, yeah. not a big thing. And did you communicate much between? No, maybe like a text message now and again, you know, but no, it was not about, hey, we're nurturing something for the future. Yeah. This is purely, we all know where we stand with this. We're just going to go and have a really great time. Mm. Um, in the same way that I have certain girlfriends that I want to go and hang out with on a regular basis. We, yeah. we know the context of our relationship. It's like, oh, we go out, we go we go have a few drinks, we gossip about the week and you know, what else yeah. is going on. Maybe we go do a yoga class and then I see him again in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's, mm. that's the relationship. Mm. And I think one thing to point out with that sort of if you're going to experiment in this way and be very like, I'm going to date lots of people, but I'm not getting serious with anyone is also to be really honest with the person. So I, I remember yeah. having this conversation with guys just saying, Hey, so, you know, like this is where I, this is how, what, how I'm, I didn't tell them I'm, it's like sport, but it's <laughs> yeah. more like, Oh, like, here's my history. Yeah. Um, I'm spending a year really getting to know myself and that means I'm trying to meet different people and understand what others want in relationships. Yeah. I really enjoy your company. Would love to see you again. But so you know, I'm not in the market for a, a relationship as such. Yeah. And some people, How soon were you like in uh, that? 
I kind of just read the situation. So some oh, people yeah. like yeah. some people yeah. it was like, yeah, you need to tell them straight away because you can tell in their eyes that they're, they're like, planning the babies already. Mm. And and some guys isn't. Uh, I just want to point this out because it's like the social narrative, or at least when I'm interacting with people, they often think or. Uh, at least the audience that I'm engaging with, they're often saying, you know, but men just want sex. And here you are, you got all the stuff you're sharing is like complete flip of the script. Yeah. And it's like, I wasn't in it because I wanted sex. I was in it because I wanted to understand myself. Mm. And in doing that, it was, it was, I actually need to experience going on lots of dates and interacting with lots of men. Yeah because I see myself having a relationship long-term with a man. Mm. Therefore, I need to go out there and meet a bunch of men in the yeah. same way that if you're looking for a new job, you look at lots of jobs, you know? Yeah. You find the one that fits for you and you go for an interview and you yeah. try to find out what their culture's like and all that stuff. But suddenly it's like, oh, you just hook up with someone one night and then all of a sudden you're like in a relationship. Yeah, and that's like, no. very much the Australian, I find it's very much the Australian culture around relationships. Like hook up and then you're... And then you're in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's shifting more now. But I think part of the reason I was inspired to this experiment is I was working for an American startup at the time. So I was working with a lot of Americans. And American dating is completely different to Australian dating where you date multiple people maybe at the same time and mm. it's not a big deal and, and at one point you become exclusive mm. and I remember having a male colleague sort of telling me about these dates he was going on I'm like, and I asked him to explain mm. this to me I'm like how do you not like how, how do the women not get upset and you know he was based in Australia so it was like well you're dating Australian women they're not used to this model Yeah. so he would sort of tell me how he went about this I was like great I'm going to use some of this inspiration to mm. make sure that I don't want to fuck anyone over in this process I don't want yeah, to hurt yeah it's important anyone. I don't want to be like a man-eater. Yeah. But I also don't want to find myself in a relationship straight away. Yeah. So, yeah, like Tuesday night guy, um, I think I, I don't know, I just would say to him, look, let's just hang out every Tuesday night. It can be like date night. And that went on for a few months. Yeah. And, and how did that like aid your life in general? Because that would have been something to look forward to as well. Did that feel like that, like... Did it make your life more of a positive experience, just holistically, like, oh, sorry, overall? Yeah, I think, um, I think it was nice because it was like one night of the week where there wasn't a great pressure of, oh, I'm going on a date for the first time with this person. There's a certain kind of energy mm. that comes with that. It was more like, oh, I know this person. You know, we cook dinner together. We maybe watch a movie. We hang out or... Um, yeah, it was just a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. And and there were several men throughout that year where I kind of had that experience. It was like, hey, we're just going to sort of hang out for like maybe a month. And it might just be we see them once a week, maybe twice a week. Mm. And it was just like, yeah, like, okay, I, I, I was like, it's, it's great. done now. Mm. Or like, that was really amazing. It was really great to know you. Mm. But, and then um, you met your current partner. Yeah. Here we go. So this is a, this was really funny because I met my current partner coming up to the end of a year. So it was a set year. That's the key thing here as well. Like this date to this date. You had the date. It was like pretty much around my birthday to my following birthday. Yeah. Um, The guy before me pretty much dumped me the day after my birthday or something. Like it was... Pretty harsh. Pretty harsh. Um, (laughs) And... uh, Sorry, yeah. yeah. On behalf of all men. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's a bit bit cruel. Yeah. Um, So it was like one year to one year. And I met my current partner... um, and I'd kind of known him for a while mm. and just like he, he worked in a cafe where I'd gone regularly 
um, well, he owned the cafe and, you know, every time I would go in, he would say hi, but I, it never occurred to me that I might date this person. Um, and then I remember him one day, I walked in and he was sort of like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, you know, we should, we should hang out sometime. And mm. I was very much like, sure. Yeah. Just yeah. Let me know. Like, we'll go have a drink or whatever. Um, I didn't even think of it as a date. Mm. Just very much the, the job I had at the time, I was very much a social mm-hmm. instigator. My mm-hmm. role was to interact a lot, particularly with business owners. And so it didn't occur to me that it was a date. Mm. And then I'm sort of like leaving the cafe and he's like, oh, Tresnor, I need your phone number. And I think I've lost it. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, like, I'm mm. like, I don't know if you ever had my number, but yeah, okay, here you go. Gave me my business card, walked out. Didn't think anything more of it until he sort of messaged me like the next day saying, oh, I'd really like to see you. And when, when you know, what date? Like, here's, here's my availability. When, are you free on this date? He was very um, persuasive and eager to mm. lock in a date, which I found at the time really attractive because one of the things I had learned throughout that year was like this wishy-washiness about, yeah, we should hang out. Yeah, we should hang yeah, out. Yeah, it's like when... And what happens? Yeah, and it's like, and, yeah. and, and very much like I'm usually the social instigator and organizing things, yeah. in times and all of that. And I just thought, no, nah, screw that. You know what? I'm going to be a bit old fashioned on this. If a guy wants to date me, he can set the time because yeah. I do this in my life. Like, this is what I get paid to do for work. Yeah. I actually want someone who's going to meet me halfway. And I don't, if we're going to get in a relationship, I don't want to be the one organizing Friday night yeah. date night every week or organizing to get tickets to a show it's like i want you to kind of do a bit of that too yeah so i'm gonna be old-fashioned and if the guy pursues me then great yeah um and that you know it took a year of learning that yeah because after all that frustration and yeah it took a year but it took a year of like learning that and so that was on my list of like here's Mm. the things that are important to Mm -hmm. me amongst Mm -hmm. others um and so he was just really he just like kept messaging me like, Oh, Hey, so are you still free? Are you, are you good for Thursday? And you know, and you're just like such great manners and, and not just messaging me, but actually calling me on the phone. Like yeah. I remember the phone ringing and his name coming up. I'm like, that's weird. This person's actually calling me. Yeah. It's like, that's so old fashioned. So old fashioned, <laughs> but so refreshing and lovely. Mm. Um, and so I met him towards the end of this year and we went on a couple of dates and in my mind, I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is going to, like mm. this is gonna ruin the end of my year. Like, I, I'm like fuck this guy. It's so like good. A few weeks. I got a few weeks to go, but yeah. I reckon this guy, like, maybe you know, like he's ticking all the boxes of all the things that I've set for myself over this year. He's ticking the boxes. Yeah. Um. And and so we kind of, I made it really clear to him about, hey, I'm doing this year without dating. I'm not really in a position to have a relationship right now. And rah rah rah. And he was very much, oh, that's fine. I'm not, I guess I'm not in a position to have a relationship either. And so it was a bit of a game for a month or so. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like, I hear that. I know exactly what he's saying. He's like, yeah, it's like... It's, it's like, sure. It's like, not, yeah, it's yeah, sure, whatever you sure, want. Whatever yeah. you want. Um, <laughs> but within like maybe two, three months of dating, and we only were sort of seeing each other maybe like, I think between our first and second dates was like two or three weeks or something. Yeah, like, fair enough. Um, and then we were maybe seeing each other, you know, once or twice a week. And then it sort of increased with, with um, you know, with a bit of time. Mm. But yeah, we found ourselves sort of in this relationship. And I remember sort of having a very serious conversation about four months in, sort of going, "Hey, like, I think this is a thing." And so we had that whole conversation then about well, mm. what is this exactly? Because 
here's what I've learned about myself and here's what I need. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to waste anyone's time here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be really pragmatic about yeah. this because I can just. That's what I love about you. And I wanted to mention that later is you are someone who is like a master of your domain. Like it, no one, like when you're listening to this and I was going to live stream this on uh, like Instagram and stuff like that, but I just decided not to. Um, when you see Tresna's house, it is very well put together, you know, and it's like everything has a place, that kind of stuff. And I, you say you're pragmatic. I see it as someone, you just know what you like. Yeah, I'm very you know? much, I mean, it's very much my personality, the way I work and what yeah. inspires me. Yeah. I know what I like and I know usually how to get there. Yeah. Um, and I think dating was that, that mm. experiment. It's like, hey, if I'm going on a health kick, I have a plan. Or if I'm going to try and um, save up money for a particular thing, I have a plan. And so yeah. why don't we approach dating in the same way? Mm. It's like, this is like a major, who, who you spend your time with, yeah. whether it's like it's a, a huge, romantic yeah. relationship or just friendship, it's a really big yeah. part of your life. And so you should apply the same judgment and planning and structure mm -hmm. To it the same way you would go on a health kick and lose yeah, weight. Yeah, because it, it makes sense. Completely makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but we suddenly get driven by all these hormones and emotions. Yeah. It just totally fucks everything up. Mm. Because you're kind of wired to be attracted to the thing you really don't want. Yeah. Like, it's just, you end up falling. Like, people say, oh, I always end up with the same idiot guys. It's like, yeah, why is that? Mm. Like, there's a reason. And one <laughs> thing I really liked as well was like, first, uh, actually, there's one question I wanted to ask. If you had met your current partner at the start of the year, that, that year process, do you think you would have been aware of how good it was? No. No. And I wouldn't have actually... I wouldn't have dated him. Hmm. Why not? Because a lot of the things that attracted me superficially to people at the beginning of the experiment were actually very superficial. Yeah. Were oh, they've got like, I don't know, they look a certain way or mm. they um, have a certain um, personality, like they're extroverted, they're, you know, they can keep up with my energy and my extroverted ways. Um, and so the things on the, on the surface that were very attractive to me, I soon learned actually weren't the things I needed. Mm. And the things that I needed were actually very different to what my hormones and emotions told me that I, I needed. Yeah. Um, and so my current partner is very quiet. He's very, um, he thinks before he speaks. Um, he's very consistent. Um, he's very playful mm. um, and has great energy. Um, he has an excellent relationship with his family and his mum mm. and his sisters, which was a very attractive quality. Yeah, especially the stuff that you mentioned before, yeah, the bad relationships. Just, it yeah. was just like, yeah, this is really important to me. I have a great relationship with my family and my mum, and I know that if you have a good relationship with the women in your life, you will treat me and hold me in this. Like if you talk about your, the women mm. in your life and your face lights up and you you almost put them on a little pedestal and you want to protect them and keep them safe. Well, that's what you're going to do with me. You're going to yeah. treat me with that same reverence and that's yeah. what I want because I grew up in a household where, you know, if I picked up the phone right now and said, Dad, I need you to come and fix this thing in my house or pick me up from two hours, like he would drop everything and he would still do that. Like that's the 
and my mum would do it too you know like it's a it's a relationship a family construct where everyone looks after each other and the family comes first and this person who I'm going to spend my life with becomes my family yeah so they have to fit that construct as well for me to feel like it's it mm. works so yeah on the surface he was not someone that I would naturally be like hey yeah let's yeah go, let's go have drinks it was more like oh you're, you're actually, there's these quieter parts to you that are actually what I need. Yeah. I need the person who balances my crazy, who's just like, mm. it's okay, you know, like it's going to be all right. Like sometimes when I'm having a freak out because I've got too many things and I've put too many things in my diary and I'm tired yeah. and overworked, the person is just like, hey, I'm just going to lie down. I'm just going to like make some tea and like I'll cook dinner. It's such a good balance for it's you. It's a really nice balance, but also, you know, just having his shit together like I remember the first time a few months into our dating life he was coming to stay at my house that night and he rocked up with bags of groceries and my mind was just blown <laughs> I'm like what? that's that's like nesting behavior yeah, right there like, I see that he's like I'm already moving in it's baby like, but it's like oh well that's really kind of you not to think that you're just gonna turn up at my house and I'm gonna feed you it's like great you're gonna cook dinner awesome so self-sufficiency and like get having your own shit together and being ambitious and wanting more out of life. Like I didn't want, you know, I dated like very attractive, very fun, poor artists. Yeah. But they were poor artists. Yeah. So I want to go and drink really expensive martinis in bars. And yeah, I great. And I pay for that all the time. Yeah. It's like, I don't expect you to pay for it all the time, but we both need you to want that. Yeah, you had that standard, yeah. So someone who like also financially understood the things that were valuable to yeah. me. It's like, yeah, I value really great experiences and travel and food and booze mm -hmm. of a certain cap like quality that's yeah important that's your life i yeah. would rather spend my money on that than having like a car yeah whereas someone who's like oh i spent all my money on my car but oh 15 dollars for a drink is too much it's like mm. we're not going to get along yeah so there were some really there were some things in there that some people go oh that's a bit superficial it's like well not really because if yeah. i have a house with someone and they don't value spending money that's, on the yeah. same things like how is that going to work so yeah he ticks a lot of those boxes but I had to have learned what those things were first yes you really did yeah and, and people really do as well yeah I think it's like you need to but you can't actually figure out your list like people you know people say oh he's my ideal man he looks like this and he does this and he yeah does this. but that's often superficial yeah so the, the way you... we need to so what I just to interrupt mm -hmm. um, the way I look at it is it's like there's the phrase we know what we want when we get what we don't want yeah. right and that superficiality it's like that's your headlight like sure that's the best headlight you've got but it's like through following that you find it now I, it's so funny because I feel like superficial stuff is not superficial mm. it's like we say it's superficial I remember I did a workshop at a for a business and I was getting people to talk about stuff that they wanted. And people like, you know, I want good shoes, but no, that's so superficial. It's like, well, if you like shoes and eventually not having those shoes is going to make you upset, that's when it becomes important. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I talk about this in the last uh, YouTube video I did. It's like, if you want someone who's fit because you're a fit person, you're like, no, it's too superficial to want that. It's like, that's when it becomes important when you're in the relationship with them. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a really good example. It's like I, I had on my list, I'm not dating smokers. Yeah. I'm just not because yeah. I think it's disgusting. I don't want to kiss someone who, you know, who's been smoking. 
and I don't want them to die from lung cancer. Yeah, great. You know? Yeah. Like, that to me is like, so there's a few really easy things like that, which most people are like, mm, oh, you mm, can't mm. be, you know, you can't take drugs or, oh, you can't be, you know, there's those things. Yeah. Then there's the, there's the emotional stuff, mm. which I think you actually only figure out by understanding yourself, reflecting on your own experience of love and relationships. So you kind of dig up all your, your stuff from being a kid and, yeah. and a teenager and what was your experience of love? What is that model? Mm-hmm. How do you like to receive love? All of that stuff. Read like a maniac. Read all the books. Listen to all the podcasts like yours. You heard like, it here. Listen yeah. to everything. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean it, it's all true and you have to take it yeah, all on that's... board. It just means that you can pick and choose the bits that work for yeah. you. And, and just educate yourself around what should I be looking at? Yeah. And what are the things that are actually deal breakers for me? Mm. So there's certain deal breakers around... You know, it was like I wanted someone who had a similar ambition about life. Yeah. Because I, I'm always striving for something more. I'm a natural entrepreneur. I'm always trying to look at the next thing, and I want someone who's going to sit there with me and be excited by yeah, just dreaming gotta, about yeah. it. But someone who's like, oh, why would you want to do that? That's a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, if they're going to like rain on my parade for the rest of my life. Yeah, that, like that's that. the same thing with friends, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like it's also oh. really important to be around those people who are in alignment with what you want. Absolutely. Like, I often find, yeah, like I will tell people my dreams and like, oh, really? And they're like, that's a bit hard or that's a bit whatever. I'm like, no, don't tell me how it's hard. Just appreciate how fucking great just, it is. Yeah, yeah. just like, wow, that's really ambitious. You're going to smash it. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, it's yeah. Like you but, can secretly have your doubts, but just, you know. Yeah, like, I don't want to so, hear it. Fuck it. Yeah. shit on my parade because I've already got my own, I've already got my own doubts. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We don't need double doubts. Yeah. So I just think it's, mm. you've got to work out what's important to you and you can only do that by re- reflecting yeah. on your own stuff and dealing with your own stuff. Yeah, and, and also yeah. acknowledging that the things that you're usually attracted to are based on the patterns that were created when you're a kid. Yeah, it's like there's certain patterns. The things that drive me nuts about my partner now are the same thing that drive my mum nuts about my dad, mm-hmm. and that I grew up like with certain frustrations around. Oh, dad's always late for certain things. Well, it's, he's only late because he's probably helping like some granny on the side of the road. Yeah, it's like, it's like also it's the actually, same thing that you love about yeah, them as well. Yeah, it's like the part of you that's just so generous and compassionate and would help anyone and you get stuck having a conversation with someone for 30 minutes and you don't know how to extract yourself. We get annoyed because we're sitting at home waiting for you to get home. But actually, it's because you're so lovely and yeah. you're so in the moment with this person having a conversation yeah. and you're so polite that you don't want to say, oh, sorry, but my, my yeah. family's waiting. And it's exactly, and just acknowledging that and going, mm. it drives me to tears. It, it annoys the hell out of me, but I can articulate why it does. Yeah. And I will say it to And my it's partner. great that you can appreciate that because if you start yeah. punishing him for that, then you punish who he is and then he doesn't want to be around you anymore. Yeah. And so it's like acknowledging that those are the things that annoy you and why they do. But is it really a deal breaker? Yeah. But does it also mean that if I called up in the middle of the day and said, I need you to leave work right now something's happened I know you will yeah so there's the flip side of that so I think yeah just that that self-awareness is really really important and Mm. digging up your own crap like why does this thing make you uncomfortable why does this thing automatically attract you yeah is it a superficial attraction you just like you know this person you know says all these lovely things to you and and talks about the future but really they're just doing it to make 
themselves look good in the moment, but they're yeah, not really Yeah, exactly. Like, like learn that, all of those things. That marriage thing that you mentioned before where a guy was like, oh. I want to get married, baby. Like, I see that happen all the time. It's like, um, these guys, they rush it. And then because they're like, oh, they, they just want the affection. So they, they figured out what to say the short term. Yeah. And uh, then eventually that guy, uh, in my, I was going to call it explodes, but you know, he just like, he combusts from the pressure that he's put on himself yeah. and all the lies and all the, the thing, the, the, the good vibes he's put out and he just yeah. disappears. Well, he's promising a future that actually doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. And so in that circumstance, the guy that dumped me like the day after my birthday, mm. only three days prior had made reference to, oh, when we get engaged or when yeah. we get engaged, this thing will happen. Yeah. And so here I am living in this bubble of, oh, we've got this whole future together. And then he dumps me. Yeah. And it's like, that was definitely... But there was, now looking back, there was yeah. actually warning signs throughout that relationship that mm. I should have been aware of. And so I don't blame him. It's like, well, he's got his own shit that he needed to deal with. Yeah. He probably still is dealing with. Yeah. But I learned something from that. And yeah. I also learned something from the way he treated me that I then took into the next interaction with someone. It's like, I'm not going to promise a future that I can't actually follow through on. Yeah, and perfect. So therefore, I'm going to be really honest Great. with this experiment. And when guys are like, "Oh, I really like, I'd really like to see you again," and you know, you know, maybe I'll move. You know, I had a couple of people that had um, one guy in particular who spent some time in Melbourne, didn't live in Melbourne, but was suddenly ready to pack up his life and move to Melbourne because he really liked me. And I was like, mm. "No, no, 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 no!" Like, so you know, if you move to Melbourne, we're not, we're not having a relationship. Yeah, like. You made it, it very clear. It is yeah, just like, like, that's no, no, no. Not yeah. Happen. Um, it was certainly not within this year. Maybe it might in the future, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, so I think just being really honest. But look, it, it was probably the best time I spent for myself. I yeah. learned a lot about myself. And I feel really like every time, you know, relationships are hard work and they continue to be hard work forever. They should be. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, that's that's just... that's what I find is some people get on a call call with me and they'll tell me problems and I'm like they're the problems you want to have. Yeah. It's like don't wish there were no problems. Yeah. Just look for where you're going. It's better than what's yeah. happening now. Sometimes you're always going to be working at it. You're always going to work yeah. at your relationship and and in those moments where you're like oh fuck this I think I should just be single. It's like no because like, like no, being single is really hard too. Yeah, both um, hard. But you've made you made a really conscious choice about this relationship, and here's all the reasons why it works. Yeah. Now, how are you going to get rid over this current hurdle? Mm. You know, like that's just that's just life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my year of dating a sport. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think I we, I think everyone listening to this probably got a lot of value out of it. I think it's really like honestly, I I, I hear all the stuff you're talking about. I had a very similar experience when I, except then I was like, I want to do this professionally. Like, I want to help other. Originally, it was helping guys, and then then I started touring, and now I'm working with women. Uh, what's what I really want to point out a few things before we do wrap this up um, is one thing I really like about you is in my language I call it you're in alignment. Like you had a very clear idea of what you want. Sure, the plan came first, but you're not someone who overthinks it. You got like, this is the plan, let's do it. All right, like you're, you're still, even though you're a very logical person, you're still a very feeling person. Like your plan came from a sense of feeling. Um, so you then course corrected naturally. It's like you you had a GPS. Like this is kind of where you want to go. And if the GPS was off, then you kind of, you know, like when you're off, the course redirects. Like that's how a GPS works. Yeah. 
Um, the people that sometimes I... I'm not saying everyone's like this, but I guess sometimes what I find is when people aren't in alignment, they then emotionally and mentally beat themselves up. But because they're not looking at their GPS, they're, they're like, imagine you're trying to go to a location, trying to go to the grocery store and you're using your Google Maps to get there. And then you, you go off the path and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I went off the path. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with that person? What? Maybe I just got to learn something. It's like, no, no, no. Just go back to the path. Yeah. Just go back to all the course correct. You know you're not on the path when it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Very simple. And that's what I love about, like, this is, he, like, even your space. And I'll, fucking, I'll say this over and over again because it's like, you know what you want. You know what you're going to get there. You know that you're going to get there eventually. Maybe you got your plan, right? Um, and the fact that you had the audacity and I say that audacity because I don't hear that a lot to say like, Oh, everything's just got a plan. You want to lose weight? Just do this. This, 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 this. Yeah. Maybe that's the kind of, um, the people that I'm interacting with always like the audience that I'm hearing. And that's why I want other people to hear this because it's like, it's not a, it's not a bad thing to have problems. It's not a bad thing to do stuff like this because people need this. But what I, the way I hear your story is, is you came to the conclusion to do this because that was what's most in alignment for you. Yeah. Maybe it's like, you know, like chakras or energy or whatever, who cares? Like, but in where you were at, that was your natural thing. Now, my work, for example, is I'm getting people to that point where they can naturally make those decisions themselves yeah. because I'm sick of telling people what to do. You know, it's like, do this, don't do that, whatever. Because I find when people ask me for advice, I'm just telling them what they deeply already know. You yeah. know, I'm not telling them something new. You know, I think trusting your intuition, yeah, like for exactly women, for women, we need to trust our intuition. It's like, yeah. if you've got a weird gut feeling about something. What is that? Like, yeah. Explore that. Yeah. When something, when, if you're in the back of your mind, like, oh, I wish I could do blah. And then you start centering yourself and go, oh, but I can't really because of X, Y, Z. It's like, why can't you do blah? Yeah. There's part of you that wants to do whatever that thing is. Yeah. Go do it's it. It's your highest excitement. Let's yeah, go do it. Go yeah. Do it. Um, and just like, you know, I think people believe that like there's all these rules for life, and it's like, well, they're only the only rules are the ones you make for yourself. So yeah, true. Just go and like, I mean, sure, there's like legal rules that you yeah, end they, up in jail. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, don't he says break the rules, don't break the law. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly right. It's like, yeah. But break the rules. It's like who says relationships have to look like certain construct? Yeah. Um, who says that a date has to look like this? Why can't a date look like, you know, mm. thirty minute coffee sometimes? Or yeah, you know, why? You know, just I think just do what feels natural. And yeah. I think people place so much pressure on themselves for this relationship. That's and it's like once you get it, it's like it's probably not going to be the one you want anyway. Sometimes because you're not aware you're becoming sensitive to that thing. Yeah, like what are the things you need? Yeah. So, yeah, trust your intuition, write your own rules, um, and see it all as an experiment. Yeah. That removes a little bit of pressure. Yeah, great. Awesome. Well, that was this amazing podcast. Um, I have to admit, because, you know, Tresna says, see it all as an experiment. This podcast is also an experiment for me to see if interviews and stuff like this is something worth doing. So if you did think this was amazing, which I'm sure you did, uh, go to uh, just email me at harvey at gettinghook.com and just let me know if you actually like this uh, and as always uh, if you are listening to this on iTunes make sure to leave a five star review and say uh, Tresna is amazing in your review because um, that way I'll know who, we'll, we'll know we'll know it'll be the thing 
Um, but yeah, awesome. All right, cool. Thank you so much for coming. And uh, I guess that's the end of this podcast. No outro music, no nothing. All right, bye.